Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by the East Baton Rouge Parish School System, inspiring humanity through transformational learning in the classroom and community. Initiatives like Pathways to Bright Futures allow students to graduate high school with an associate degree or an industry-based credential, along with their high school diploma. More information at ebrschools.org. From Mansur's on the Boulevard, we're out to lunch with Stephanie Regal. It's business, Baton Rouge style. Hi, I'm Stephanie Regal. Welcome to Out to Lunch. We often talk about the tourism and hospitality sector in one breath because they kind of go together. But under that vast umbrella are so many different sectors and specialties and entrepreneurs who have created businesses providing services in all sorts of new and innovative ways. Joining me to discuss this today is Patrick Healy, owner of Premium Tours and Transportation, which offers direct luxury bus service from New Orleans to Tiger Stadium on game days through a service called Baton Rouge Blitz. The company's executive coaches depart from downtown New Orleans and arrive at the game in plenty of time to allow for tailgating, then return patrons later that night. The service is one of several tours offered by the company, which Patrick founded in 2015. Others include a tour of local breweries and one called Gators and Guns that takes customers to a shooting range to shoot machine guns, then brings them on a swamp tour. Patrick, hopefully not on the same time that they're drinking beer. That's a different one. No. Patrick moved to New Orleans from his native Southern California in 2007 to help with the rebuilding effort after Hurricane Katrina before changing gears in 2015. And Patrick, this is such a unique idea. It's fun to have you here today. Thanks for joining me on Out to Lunch. Thank you so much for having me. With me and Patrick at the table today is Tremaine Devine, better known as Chef Trey and owner of Trey Street Kitchen which provides a variety of services, including high-end gourmet meals cooked in your home, catering deliveries, food trek fare, and even a coveted vendor spot in Tiger Stadium. Chef Trey grew up on the south side of Chicago and had to overcome a lot of the challenges facing many kids in the inner city, but he found his passion in the culinary arts, which he originally learned from his grandparents and then would go on to study formally at the Louisiana Culinary Institute. Today, he wants to give back and dedicate his life to building a legacy for his family, which is the North Star behind Trey's Street Kitchen. Chef Trey, it's a pleasure to meet you and have you here today. Thanks for joining us on Out to Lunch. Thanks for having me, Stephanie. Well, Patrick, I want to start with you because the idea of the Baton Rouge Blitz is is so much fun. And sort of where did this concept come from? Uh, So my business partner, Peter Van Dusen, was a concierge at the Omni Royal in New Orleans for many years. And uh, he identified after we'd started our tour company that a lot of folks book flights to New Orleans and hotels in the French Quarter with tickets to an LSU football game and then discover that New Orleans and Baton Rouge aren't right next to each other. So they would come to his desk as the concierge and say, hey, we got tickets to the game tomorrow. How do we get there? And he would say, well, you book a limousine and it's going to cost you about you know, $1,200 for a 12-hour minimum. Um, and they would be quite surprised to find out it wasn't easy to get from New Orleans to Baton Rouge. And so 2018, we put a couple of buses on the schedule. We just kind of tested it out there to see if folks were interested. And we we filled some seats. So we've been building on it and kind of uh, adapting it ever since then. 
That is so, so interesting. And, and this was not the first tour. You all also have other tours in your package. Indeed. So we have Gators and Guns. We have New Orleans Brewery Tour. Um, we also do a lot of uh, work with just private airboats for, for swamp tours as well um, with different airboat docks in the city of New Orleans. Awesome. Well, we will follow up with you. But, Chef Trey, I want to bring you into the conversation here because you do a lot. I mean, you're not just a restaurant. You're not just a food truck. You sort of are spanning the gamut. And tell me sort of what is your thinking here behind, I mean, it's got to be hard to be juggling so many different balls. Well, it is, it's, it's pretty difficult, um, but, you know, we get it done. Um, I have a small team. Um, we're looking to get bigger. Uh, we're looking to grow. Um, we do do a lot. Uh, especially with the LSU, the football, uh, Tigers. Um, we do catering. Catering can be, you know, difficult at times, but, you know, we get through it, and um, we love it. So what was the first? Was the food truck first, or, or, was, or was something else? did something else come first? Well, actually, the first I worked, uh, I was executive chef at the Little Village downtown on 3rd Street for oh, so about four years. Great experience. Yes, wonderful. And I learned a lot uh, through there, and I, you know, I just took a leap of faith. And, you know, I believed in myself, and I saved up, you know, my money. We're self-funded, and I just, you know, I just bought a food truck and say, hey, we can do this thing. Let's do it. And what is your specialty, your, your specific type of cuisine that you, what, what type of street food or street kitchen are you? Well, we're uh, like a modern Cajun modern, you know, we do pastas, we do, we dabble in a little bit of everything, you know, pasta, uh, we do burgers, of course, I'm, you know, from the Midwest, you know, burgers is the thing up there, uh, we do meats, steaks, and, you know, things like that, um, fish, different steaks fish. Steaks and fish from a food truck. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Excellent. Okay, yes. well, this, this is going to be an interesting model, and we'll, we'll dig into this a little bit more. Patrick, um, you mentioned twelve hundred dollars is how much a limousine was mm -hmm. was going for, and that was a few years back. Mm -hmm. uh, what is the pricing structure for the bus and um, Baton Rouge Blitz? We we aim to keep it very easy. It's ninety nine dollars round trip, so we depart from the Marriott on Canal Street um, five hours before kickoff uh, for every game, and we head to Tiger Stadium directly, where we unload at lot four hundred seven, which is right next to the stadium. And then exactly one hour after the final whistle, that bus pulls out from that lot and brings you right back to the Marriott in downtown New Orleans. Excellent. And this year we've actually formalized a relationship with that Marriott, and so now there are Baton Rouge Blitz room blocks as well, so our guests will get discounted rates um, at the hotel. Brilliant. Mm -hmm. And I know I think a lot of times people will stay in Baton Rouge for New Orleans sporting events like a Sugar Bowl mm -hmm. or a you know, Super Bowl or something like that. This is the reverse, which is sort of interesting, bringing people that are staying in New Orleans to Baton Rouge. And I, I think it's great to try to leverage the synergy between the two cities. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, we, we love introducing people to Baton Rouge um, and showing them that it is very close and it's a fantastic place. That we get a lot of questions from guests who call before they book their tickets about, you know, we're going into Tiger Stadium. Are the fans going to be unruly? Should we be nervous? Can we bring our kids? And the answer is always, yeah. This is a great experience. It's a great time. Uh, the fans are fantastic. I always tell people, bring a small cooler, get up to campus. You're going to have two and a half, three hours to wander around and see the tailgate. Just go talk to people. Go to talk to anyone you feel like. Uh, everyone on LSU campus is friendly as can be on game day. Do y'all do see um, cooperation between the Baton Rouge and New Orleans tourism and hospitality sectors? I don't see a lot of overlap. Currently, um, 
they're certainly always open to it. Um, but right now, they, they definitely don't overlap all that much. I think folks either head to New Orleans for, for specific purposes or they head to Baton Rouge. And I think that what really happens is just with, uh, with football games, they don't realize that LSU isn't – people don't really understand the geography of South Louisiana unless they live here <laughs> is what it comes down to. Yeah. What do you see, Chef Trey? Well, um, well I, it's a little different. It's, to me, it's like two different worlds um, <laughs> here – um, it's more of chains, restaurants here. There, it's more freestyle, New Orleans. Uh, we do a lot uh, in New Orleans. Um, we do a lot of catering jobs in New Orleans, and uh, we be there a lot. Um, but I love it here. <clears throat> it's no, it's no, it don't get, doesn't get any better than bad rules. And that's interesting that you bring up the point about chain restaurants because you're really trying to bring home-cooked you know, original yes. fare yes. to to diners and an upscale, even yes. in a food truck setting yes. or something. Yes. Um, we you know, we're headed towards the fine dining. Um, you know, we, we're in talks with that, we're planning, you know, for that. But we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Um, you know, we don't want to I don't want to stretch my guys too thin. Mm -hmm. Uh but you know, it's a process and you know, we're up for the challenge. So you do the food truck, you also do some in home catering you also do large event catering mm -hmm. and and then you have your lsu uh, vendor stand and what yes. do you sell in tiger stadium oh um we sell a cajun bourbon chicken that's really hot uh hot item um we sell a bitty of nachos we get that from the tacos but we just add chips and just put it on top of chips we sell a chicago dog chicago hot dog because um, I'm from Chicago originally, and I, that's a pretty good seller as well. And we're also in the LSU incubator um, with our barbecue sauce that we have coming out. Yes. Well, that sounds a lot better than a burger wrapped in foil that you might get from a... <laughs> but but how, <laughs> how did you get a spot in Tiger Stadium? That has got to be one of the hottest tickets Oh well, in town, um, huh? Yeah, it is. Uh, it's big. Uh, well, we're through the incubator. Um, they work inside out, so they look at people inside you know, first, and um, I was just fortunate enough to, you know, be right there in that that realm. Connections. And yeah. Good. Yes. <laughs> there you absolutely. go. Absolutely. Patrick, tell me about how y'all got started. The beer tour was the first one, correct? We actually, uh, we or was there one well, before that? I, I think I um, may have mentioned before, we we started with a historic mansion tour. We thought we had identified this this opening in the market, and, and Peter, being a longtime concierge, had these connections to uh, various tour companies throughout the city and what we didn't want to do was try to go head-to-head -head with somebody we weren't there to uh, step on someone else's toes we wanted to create things that were new that we thought were openings and that historic mansion tour um, didn't go so great so we had to pivot <laughs> and very quickly um, we said let's just move into things that we know that we take our friends to do when they come to town so I'm from California Peter's from Brooklyn what do we do when they, our friends come to New Orleans, come to Louisiana? We would take them to the gun range. We'd take them on an airboat ride. We'd show them alligators. So we put together gators and guns. Awesome. Um, brewery tours were soon to follow because we were good friends with a number of folks that worked okay. at NOLA Brewing Company. Uh, and then Baton Rouge Blitz followed soon after that. And the gators and guns is a really unique concept. It is very and, much so. And you so. do it all in the same, in the same tour. It's, yes. Well, right. It's, it's not gators or guns. It's both. Exactly. Both it's about hand. a five-and-a-half-hour, six-hour tour event. We pick up door-to-door. -door, we take guests to the gun range. As you mentioned, guns first, mm -hmm. and that allows them to drink beer on the airboat <laughs> with the alligators, yeah. uh, which, as you can imagine, if you, if you don't live in South Louisiana, the combination of items is a very bucket list. If you live in, in 
New York City or Chicago. Yeah. The idea of, of shooting a machine gun, hanging out with an alligator, riding around a swamp on an airboat, all in one six-hour day sounds almost good, too good to be true. Right. And how much does a gator and gun tour go for? Anywhere between two and three hundred dollars per person. It really the only price variation is uh, the size of the airboat and then how many machine guns you want to shoot that day. Okay, <laughs> Chef Trey, tell me a little bit about your background because it's part of your your origin story and it's on your website and you've mentioned it. Um, overcoming some of the difficulties of growing up in you know inner city Chicago and how did that sort of inform your your passion for your work? Well, um, I was raised uh, by my grandparents. My mom, she owned, she was part owner of a bar. So she never had time, you know, a lot of time, you know, to do homework and, you know, fix food and things like that. So my grandparents, they, they adopted me. And um, uh, ever since then, you know, my, grand, my grandmother, she was a, and it's, it's, it's so embarrassing when I say this, she would always say, you need to learn how to cook be, be, because you never know that you'll find a woman to ever cook for you. I'm like, Mom, I'm not a jerk. I mean, I'm going to find a woman one day. But, um, yeah, it kind of came from that. So I had to watch her. I started with grits, believe it or not. I used to cook grits like every other day. And I'd be excited about it. And, you know, it just, it just carried on from there. Yeah. That's excellent. That's so funny because when you said it's sort of embarrassing – that she might think you yes. would never find a woman, but maybe yes. the embarrassing part was that she would assume a woman would be doing the cooking, <laughs> yes, right? Yes, yes, yes. That's where yes. I thought you were going with yes. that. But I'm glad that she taught you how to do it. And and so it was grits, and from there, I mean, you learned the, the, the gravies and the, the roux and the really difficult things. Yes. Well, it's, it was kind of uh, like a shift because, you know, I had to come here and learn the Cajun way, you know, Cajun sure, cooking. Sure. So um, it was tough. Like I said, I went to uh, LCI. I didn't, you know, I didn't finish because I had to work. You know, I, you know, I was here. I came with, you know, barely anything. I had maybe a grand in my pocket. And, um, you know, I started going to school. And, you know, that took a lot of time out of my day. And I have to pay the bills, you know. Mm-hmm. So I had to get out and I had to work. And I started at, believe it or not, Wingstop. Uh, for seven twenty-five an hour, wow. and it was so frustrating. Here I am, thirty-plus years old, working with seventeen-year-olds, and um, but I always knew that that wouldn't be the you know end-all, be-all. You know, so I you know I kept doing what I was doing, and I I write recipes, and you know I and I just plan to you know to have a better career, and uh, that's what I did. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Stephanie Regal. I'm talking to Chef Trey Devine of Trey's Street Kitchen and Patrick Healy of the Baton Rouge Blitz. Patrick, I, I know, and, and probably both of y'all weathered the pandemic and, and came out on the other side. I know it was hard on everybody in hospitality, especially, but how do you see the tourists? Are they back in Louisiana like they were up through 2019, which was the matter year at that point? We really have no complaints. They they came back full force for us in New Orleans um, right out of the gate. And uh, I think that this year is only going to be better. It's my understanding uh, that the convention circuit is back to full steam officially in 2023 in New Orleans. So because conventions booked so far in advance, they didn't fill up the 2022 calendar. But uh, New Orleans CVB is saying 2023 is going to be the biggest convention year maybe ever, hmm. um, which means... That's a lot of people coming into the city, and that should help us start to fill up our midweek stuff. Uh, bachelor parties, as you can imagine, do 
quite a bit of our business on weekends. Right. Um, so we're, we're very optimistic. Uh, 2022 was great. 2023 is looking good, too. And, and who was the average customer if there is such a thing that's, that's taking advantage of the, the Baton Rouge Blitz? That's actually been one of the uh, more refreshing and surprising things about Baton Rouge Blitz is we thought we were going to get either rabid Alabama fans, Florida fans, and then LSU fans who live in New Orleans, right? We thought that was going to be our mix. And it turns out that uh, SEC tailgates and LSU tailgates are, are bucket list items for people uh, around the country and around the world. So we get a lot of uh, Canadian tourists, British tourists, German tourists who come in. They just want to see an SEC tailgate. They want to see what it looks like in Tiger Stadium on game day. And then they book a flight to New Orleans because they want to see New Orleans and they end up on our buses. So we get families and a lot of international tourists on top of intense Florida and Alabama fans. <laughs> and that's really probably an interesting, you know, well-kept secret in New Orleans that the tourists are actually coming for Baton Rouge or for the experience here. And, and they're piggybacking New Orleans on their vacation, exactly. not the other way around. Yeah, they pick their flight into New Orleans because they can do all of it in kind of a you know stretched out week. You know, if you're making the flight all the way from Germany or London or wherever it may be, uh, you're going to spend a couple of weeks in, in the South kind of touring around. And so they can home base out of New Orleans and they can see a lot while they're there. That is so interesting. Chef Trey, how did you weather the pandemic? And, and were you more in the food truck at that time or were you doing catering stuff? Or? Well, uh, with the pandemic, we started uh, July 2020. Uh, so that was the height of the pandemic. So we was basically in the food truck. Um, you know, I didn't want to expose any employees. So, you know, we wasn't really thinking about a brick and mortar at that time. Um, but, yeah, it was tough. It's difficult. You know, people, they, they hold on to their money. You know, you don't know what's next, you know. So, yeah, it was it was pretty hard. Um, it was It was difficult. But, I mean, we made it through. And we always knew that, you know, we had something to put out there that probably no one else has, you know. Do you feel like business is back or back to where it should be? Are people spending? Are they going out, you know, in in the, you know, to take advantage of food truck fare? Obviously, the games were popular last year. If yeah. Patrick's well, experience is any indication. Yeah. Well, people, you know, it's loosening up, you know. It's still people that's uh, kind of leery, you know, of the situation. But it is loosening up. It's getting better, um, which is a plus. Uh, but I'm pretty sure it always will be lingering effects uh, from that. So, so how many employees do you have with you in uh, Chef we, we Street Kitchen? We have four now, um, including myself. But I also use, for, for game days, I use Tiger Labor. Um, so that's how I staff, you know, and the, the four that we have, we oversee, you know, everything. So, yeah. And then and, if I wanted to hire you to come do a dinner party at my house, say, you would just come? yourself and maybe with an assistant and work in my kitchen and prepare the whole thing right there or what? well yeah we have done that uh it depends on what you want you know uh, a lot of people want drop off um a lot of people want in-house uh cooking uh we just did a couple of those uh that's really a fun experience but yes i'll come and uh a couple of team members that will come and we'll just you know give you a nice experience awesome. yes patrick how many employees do y'all have 
Uh, we actually only currently have one full-time driver and then Peter and I driving um, when we need overflow. Really? So we do a lot of, yeah, because Baton Rouge Blitz is seasonal, this is the first year we're actually going to do, uh, we've committed at least one bus to every home game. So we charter those because the other 11 months, you know, 10 months out of the year, we don't have a need for 60 passenger coaches. But these are um, big, fancy, high-end coaches. Like yeah, this, we right? use 56 or 60 passenger luxury coaches with bathrooms on board. Um, so there's plenty of storage for game day coolers underneath and overhead. Uh, but we find that bathrooms on board those buses is uh, a real key element to making the whole experience very comfortable for everybody. And y'all don't, you never sort of moved into just the New Orleans tour market or the Baton Rouge tour markets, I mean, just general city tours or anything like that. They're sort of specialty. They, we looked at it and there's just, there's a lot of folks in New Orleans that run really great city tours and we're friends with a lot of them. And so we thought, why? You don't want to go to the same industry dinners and meetings you know, every year and run into somebody who used to be your buddy and now they're your direct competition. There are plenty of opportunities to create new and interesting tour options like Baton Rouge Splits or Gators and Guns uh, where you don't have to, instead of uh, competing with those people, they, they're there to encourage you, support you, make rec recommendations about how you can do things better using their experience. Um, so we've enjoyed being in that position in the city. We don't have any, uh, we're not making enemies. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Chef Trey, tell me a little bit about sort of about the economics of the food truck because like it seems like the greatest thing if you're passionate about cooking you've got a special type of cuisine that you really want to share with people and you get yourself a food truck and there's a sort of romantic you know ideal around it and then you look at the people in the food truck working and they are working so hard and and it takes a long time and it's all f freshly prepared and made to go that's what it's not fast food and it seems like it would get to the point where it's just like the numbers don't work. You can't serve enough customers to, or maybe you can, um, but it seems like it would be tough. Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, especially if you're making fish or steak out of it, right? Yes. Um, if well, when we go to events, we kind of judge, you know, how many people. Nine times out of ten, you know, we will know how many people roughly. Uh, will be there but then you have to judge you know yourself because some people will tell you hey it would be 500 people here and it's only 100 so you kind of have to judge you know you just the area uh, um, the demographic you know of people that's coming uh, but yeah it's, it's it's really tough I mean we have waste um, every day yeah. but you know we try to minimize that by you know having a fixed plan or a fixed menu going into you know okay. whatever yeah, the event is like how many people can a f can your food truck serve say in a four-hour span say so in a four-hour span let's see um with our food being fresh let's say every 10 minutes we can get out maybe four orders every 10 minutes four orders every 10 minutes mm -hmm. that's great yep four orders every 10 minutes we prep we prep we don't cook but we prep everything mm -hmm. to be ready everything is at arm's reach we do not like i do not want customers waiting on food even though they don't mind it's still you know i i just i don't want them waiting yeah so we try to have everything is um you know it's fresh and ready to go that's mm -hmm. excellent mm -hmm. patrick what what is on the horizon i know you have big plans for the for the football season this year it sounds like like guns and swamp tours is doing great are we continuing with, with the brewery tours? Do y'all have plans to add any other specialty tours to your offerings? We we do have in the works kind of a small addition. All of our tours, existing tour products have been growing 
pretty successfully over the last year ever since we kind of got back on our feet post-COVID. So um, the only thing that we're looking to fill in a little bit is that uh, the holiday season. Um, we find that our drivers are a little bit slow that time of year and, and tourism is down because people's traveling dollars are spent going to see family and not coming to see uh, you know football games or, or shoot machine guns. Um, so we are adding a New Orleans holiday lights tour for uh, the month of December this year. We've just literally just finished the logo. So we're in the early stages of that. But that will be a little bit in that city tour bent that you were talking about, but primarily focused on seeing kind of iconic New Orleans mansions that do uh, over-the-top holiday light displays. And then, of course, the Roosevelt Hotel with their tunnel of lights and that sort of thing. And how do you market? Are you marketing through your connections in the hospitality industry or Facebook or do you take out paid ads and traditional media? We do almost no platforms? marketing. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know how we, we landed in that situation, but it's kind of come to the territory of creating new tours that d didn't previously exist. Uh, if you look for, if you Google Bachelor Parties New Orleans, you're going to land on GettersAndGuns.com. You're probably going to land on New Orleans Brewery Tour. If you Google breweries in New Orleans, you're also going to see New Orleans Brewery Tour because we started the first one and we're the only remaining one. Um, so it's just, you know, we put in the time and the review count is up and people find us on their own. Totally. Cool. And Chef Trey, yes. what's in your future? You've sort of alluded to brick and mortar. Are you planning to open a, a full service restaurant or yeah. look in that way? Yeah, um, we want to dabble in uh, fine dining, uh, but our focus now is uh, government contracting. Um, we do a lot for schools. And like I say, we're DBE certified, SBE certified, and soon we'll be 8A uh, certified. So um, we're doing bidding, doing some bidding now um, but yeah, we definitely want to look into fine dining. I worked with fine dining for about 10 years. Um, so, you know, I kind of know some of the ins and outs, but I do still have a lot to learn. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's in our future. Definitely. Well, Chef Trey Devine and Patrick Healy, you both are bringing so much energy and creativity to our hospitality and tourism sector. It's been such a pleasure to meet you both and have you here today telling us your ideas and your stories. Thank you so much for taking time to be with us on Out to Lunch. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for having us. My guests today have been Patrick Healy of the Baton Rouge Blitz and Chef Trey Devine of Trey's Street Kitchen. We had to edit this show to fit into the time slot here on WRKF. You can hear our unedited version and learn more about the Baton Rouge Blitz and Trey's Street Kitchen by going to the Out to Lunch Baton Rouge podcast. You can find and subscribe to the Out to Lunch Baton Rouge podcast anywhere you get podcasts and on our website, it's batonrouge.la. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from this show on itsbatonrouge.la and on our Out to Lunch Baton Rouge social media. Photos are taken by Eric Otts. You can find more of Eric's photos on Instagram at, at @acro. that's A-C-R-E-A-U-X. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsbatonrouge.la and WRKF 89.3 FM. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Today's show was engineered by J.T. O'Neill. Our associate producer is Peter Raschuti, and our Baton Rouge business consultants are Charlie D'Agostino and Ann Edelman. I'm Stephanie Regal. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you around the table at Mansour's again next week for more business Baton Rouge style on Out to Lunch. Out to Lunch Baton Rouge is recorded live over lunch at Mansour's on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge. 
Mansur's is open for lunch daily, 11 to 2, for dinner nightly, and for brunch on Saturdays and Sundays. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com and by the East Baton Rouge Parish School System, inspiring humanity through transformational learning in the classroom and community. Initiatives like Pathways to Bright Futures allow students to graduate high school with an associate degree or an industry-based credential along with their high school diploma. More information at ebrschools.org. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can hear Mitchell's music anywhere great jazz is sold or streamed and at mitchellforeman.com. If you'd like to be part of Out to Lunch, to learn how your business or organization can become an Out to Lunch program partner, email info at inobroadcasting.com.